Here we go. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Oh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. I guess I'm getting the vibe here that a lot of people had these lofty dreams and no one lived up to them. I get that feeling, too. Oh, it's so good to laugh again. My God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Is he special? I mean, all I know in this world is facts, man. I live and breathe facts. And the fact was this morning you woke up, came to work, your phone was a brick. It was dead. It was, I was lifeless. Like, I was like a pioneer. I was like an Amish person without a phone. I was invisible. My phone, for some reason, overnight last night, just stopped working. You couldn't turn it on. No, it was on, but the screen was black. The screen didn't work, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was like that all morning long. And of all days, too, because this was the first day in a thousand years we've had a I guest guess. in studio showing up at a certain time, and you were going to communicate via text. Yeah. And your phone didn't work. Here's which door to come to. I'll meet you at this door. And and long story short, this person, who we're going to hear from uh-huh. uh, in a couple minutes, uh, he walks into the room. We'll call him Alan Cross. Sure. Making up a name. Mm-hmm. walks into the room this morning and all of a sudden, as soon as he entered, crossed the threshold, yeah. your phone turned My on. My phone lit up. It was like all of a sudden it just came back to life again. So, I mean, the guy does have a silky smooth Holy set of pipes. Holy crap, does he ever. And maybe that's what did it. Was that out of line this morning during the show when I had people text in, just text their name and I got Alan Cross to say their name? Was that, I don't know. I don't feel good about that. <laughs> I'm sure he seemed fine with it. I just, I don't feel good about making him dance like that, but I did. Yeah. So. It, hey, all I know is that your phone works now oh. and it happened when he walked in the room. Ooh, I can connect those dots. God. So are we going to do some recommendations? What are we doing? What it, have you got? It is Friday. We should do some recos. Oh, I don't have a ton of stuff. One thing I have watched, and I didn't think I would like it as much as I have, has been a show. It's on Disney Plus, I think. It's called The Captain, okay. and it's a seven-episode series, documentary series, about Derek Jeter Oh, uh, from the New York Yankees, one of the greatest baseball players of all time. and Who kept a very—like, his personal life was very off-limits, wasn't it? Oh, he was very hush-hush, and this kind of dives a little bit into his life. It's kind of a very similar-style documentary as the Michael Jordan one okay, and the Chicago Bulls, where it kind of chronicles— his rise and then his achievements with the team and the team's achievements, winning all those World Series, and they're going through it. And the one I'm up to now is uh, they're gone through the late '90s and early 2000s. I'm and not I think sure I understand. <laughs> Siri doesn't know who Derek Jeter is. Oh boy! But uh, it's coming. It's going to be about um, 9/11 happening, and the New York Yankees were a big part of New York's yeah. kind of coming out of the ashes, the literal ashes. And so it's interesting. Like, you, you forget how incredibly successful Derek Jeter was as a shortstop, uh, how many World Series, those, that dynasty that team actually was. And uh, you do get a peek into his personal life ever so slightly. I always found him fascinating for that very reason. It's like, I know nothing about this guy. He's a superstar, but nobody knows anything about him. And he's one of these guys that you learn that he's a very tight-knit circle of friends. Yeah. Doesn't let a lot of people in. And if you cross him, he's got a one-strike policy. Ooh, really? You cross him, you're out. Oh, boy. And he was best boyfriends with Alex Rodriguez. 
Once Upon a Time, and then Alex Rodriguez said something a little iffy, and their friendship was never the same. Wow. Okay. It's the kind captain. of interesting. The Captain, yeah, all about Derek Jeter. If you don't like baseball or sports, it probably won't be for you. My recommendation this week, well, we did one earlier this week. We talked about Neil uh, Brandon. Neil Brandon, that yeah. It's a stand-up special on that. We, Bryce and I both still recommend that one. But mine is something, <laughs> you would hate this because you can't stand this guy, and I find it hard to like him, too based on what we've heard about him lately, uh, James Corden. Oh, yeah. But it's a series. It's on Amazon Prime. Oh. It's called Mammals. I've seen it advertised. I haven't watched it, though. It is. It's six episodes. Each episode's 24 minutes. You could bang that out on a Saturday afternoon and be done with it. It is so... It's quirky. It's... None of the characters are really all that likable. Like, there's a lot of flawed human beings in this, and it revolves around infidelity. <gasps> Gasp. So, it's one of those shows, too, that I've been watching it with my beautiful, beautiful bride, and I'm thinking to myself, it's so uncomfortable at times. Like, at the end of an episode, I just feel like, I don't know, I, I just have weird feelings that I'm not sure what they, I feel agitated at the end of an episode. But if you are a couple where one of you has, I don't know, maybe stepped outside the marriage. Colored outside the lines. Are you able to watch shows about infidelity together? Or is it just too uncomfortable and does it hurt too much? Ooh, I'm glad I've never been in that position. I think yeah. it'd be so uncomfortable. Yeah. But anyway, that's what it's all about. So this is my recommendation right now. First of all, if you're a cheater and you've been caught you might find it uncomfortable to watch it with your partner. Okay, that's a good... That's a good recommendation, that's a good isn't it? That's like a parental warning. That's a good warning. But that's the cheater warning, right? They should there. have stuff like that. Like, hey, this something's going to happen in the show that might make you uncomfortable. Yeah, it's called Extramarital Affair. <laughs> so the uh, don't watch it if that's your if that's going to make you uncomfortable. But I do like it because it's sort of... Uh, it's quirky, but not in a cutesy, quirky way. It's just like something, it's like nothing I've ever really watched before. But it's called Mammals, James Corden, and it's on Amazon Prime. That's my recommendation. So it's good. You just have to get past James Corden. Yeah. And that guy is unlikable, isn't he? Well, all of a sudden. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Just two guys watching the world go by. Sorry I'm late getting to the podcast, Bryce. Just having a good old chin wag. Uh, yeah, Alan Cross and I were just sitting in my office talking about the good old days of radio. <laughs> Simpler times. Yeah. We were talking about, there was, uh, like when him and I, Didn't I think he fire you? He did fire me, yes. I don't think he remembers that. I don't think so. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, because you didn't bring that up. Not on this trip. That'd be your version of the infidelity thing with, uh, yeah. Alan Cross. And by fire me, it's not like, so. He was the program director of CFNY, which is a legendary radio station in Toronto. Mm -hmm. It's called Edge 102 now or 102.1 The Edge. I was working on that station in the early 2000s, but I had a studio in my house in Calgary. So I was never in the hallways of The Edge in Toronto. Yeah, you were doing voice work for them. Yeah, I was the imaging guy, it's called. I was the guy you'd hear between songs telling you you're listening to Edge 102, like an angsty teenager. And so my previous boss at The Edge, he left to go to a different radio station, and Alan Cross came in as the program director. And 
he wanted to set up his own house. So basically that's, I got broomed by Alan Cross because he wanted to bring in a different voice. It's like when a general manager takes over a team yes. and they fire the coach because they <laughs> want to bring in their coach. Yeah. So I technically wasn't fired. My contract was not renewed. Oh. Is well, that the same? Does that sting a little less? That's what I tell myself. <laughs> I was not renewed by Alan Cross. But I think we're cool now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. I don't think uh, he remembers that at all. No. You have questions? Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly have answers. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. This is the first time we've had an in-studio guest in three years. No kidding. Yes. In fact, we actually didn't... We had to figure out this microphone. It was not working this morning. <laughs> so I had to... We had to figure out this mic last minute. Yeah. We got Just it working, though. dust. Well, good. Uh, ladies and gentlemen... Alan Cross, the host of Sonic's Ongoing History of New Music, journalist, writer, broadcaster, a man with way too much hair. <laughs> yeah, it's still there, but it's it's um, it's on its way out. Ah, looks well, good. Uh, but listen, I'm talking to you. You are so smooth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, are, you were the smoothest guy I've seen in a very Ooh. long time. Well, that was uh, that was a fun event last night. That was a packed house at Festival Place. Yeah, it was. Um it was me telling some stories mm-hmm. and people asking questions and you helping out with the questions. And there, it was there were lovely. a ton of questions yeah. that we couldn't get to. No. Like, we would probably still be in Festival Place, and I'm sure they'd enjoy that. Uh, but, the, you know, did you see? Oh, you left. But, I had to go. I had to go to bed. <laughs> we, there were some people hanging around, and we were kind of uh, moved along by the maintenance people saying, come on, get out. Yeah, their brooms were hitting Pretty your much. feet. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, so, Alan, you're going to fly out of here, head back to Toronto, but you're going to spend a couple of nights in your hometown first. You're going to go see your parents? Yes. My, what a good boy. My parents believe that this radio thing is going to collapse any second now, and they yeah. have been maintaining my bedroom in the basement uh, for, let's see now, 39 years. You talked about that life. You're not kidding, right? No, you're, I'm you're, not. Your bedroom is still kind of, it's almost like a museum of Alan Cross. It is, as a matter of fact. The only thing that's missing from it is my stereo. Oh, wow. Otherwise, it's my bedroom. <laughs> Are there posters on the wall or anything? No, like those disappeared because mom painted the, the walls a, a lovely lavender. I don't know why. But <laughs> well, uh, this, anyway. I hope you post a picture of you in your childhood. I will do bedroom. it. I promise I will. I asked you last night in front of everybody, and I think everybody wants to see the picture of Alan Cross in his childhood bedroom. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things, like, there were so many interesting things that you talked about last night, but the one thing I want to talk about quickly, because you didn't get to spend a ton of time on it, but was, I was blown away when you talked about the sheer number of songs that are uploaded to streaming services every day. I'm talking about Spotify, Apple Music. Like, the number blew my mind. Every streaming music service has access to the same universe of digital tracks, and every single day, 100,000 new songs are being uploaded. That's nuts. Like 100,000. But then even fun, not funnier, it was kind of, there's no possible way you can listen to every song out there. So in the streaming universe right now, what are there, 100 million songs? Available? About 100 million, yes. And the number you gave last night, songs that have had zero listens, not a single ear has heard those songs. 20%. So 20 million songs 20%? have never been heard. Yep. That wow. seems high. It's the barrier the barrier to uploading your music is really really low. You can pay a company like a called TuneCore for 35 bucks and they'll upload it to everywhere. And everybody is doing it every single day. Wow. 
Jeez, that must be heartbreaking when you upload a song and <laughs> just see that big old zero beside the plays. Uh-huh. Oh. There, and I mentioned yesterday there is a site called Forgotify. So if you have a Spotify account and you sign on with Forgotify, uh, you will get a stream of songs that have never been played even once. <laughs> That's now, so there's some can... really terrible stuff, but there's also some really good stuff. <laughs> but for a music oh, nerd, how fantastic is that? Like, you're you're driving along in your car, and you, you're hearing songs that only the artist, in your example, only artist and the artist's mom have heard. That's right. And yeah. so, do you want serious music discovery? There you go. Well, that's. I would be tempted to try that. But like you said, you probably have to sift through a lot of, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you do. Yeah. But it is worthy. It's, it is worthwhile because it shows you that there is some quality out there. Yeah. That's not getting any kind of attention. Uh, one other thing, too, on the, uh, the topic of streaming, too, and this is fascinating. I've heard this before, but I don't know that a lot of people realize this. Like, first of all, you have to have a lot of listens in order to make any money yes. by streaming your music. But the artist doesn't get paid unless you listen to at least 30 seconds of their song. This is why artists hate the skip button. Yes. Because if you listen to a song or a song comes on and you don't recognize it within five or 10 seconds, you skip it and that artist does not get paid. Yeah. So you can do an artist a huge favor by listening to 31 seconds. Yes, you could. And this applies to Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, uh, Amazon Music, YouTube, everything. 30 seconds is the cr- is the threshold. It's the Gar Andrew Show Express Kelly podcast. Uh, Alan Cross, you can find Alan online, uh, a, a journal of musical things.com. And I think all your social channels and everything are there, right? Yeah. Okay. What's the be- where's the best place to find you? A journal of musical things.com. Okay. I update that website religiously. In fact, Part of the reason I'm slightly late this morning is because I was updating something about the whole Taylor Swift Ticketmaster controversy. Oh, yeah. Man, I never thought that Taylor Swift would be the one that would bring Ticketmaster to Oh, I knees. did. I did, absolutely. I mean, she's got millions and millions and millions of fans, and they are hardcore. They are rabid. Oh, yeah. And she hasn't toured in a very long time, and she's, you know, this huge star. Uh, so Ticketmaster collapsed under the weight of all these people. They got 3.5 billion ticket requests. Wow. And a lot of those came from bots. And oh. those bots are horrible things because they just hammer away at the system over and over again, multiple times a second. And Ticketmaster has some of the most hardened infrastructure in the world when it comes to this sort of thing. And the Swifties brought it down. Can we talk quickly about, and I know you touched on it last night. It's fascinating. But do you feel, do you feel hopeful for the future of uh, concert going uh, and just the music industry in general, or are you kind of pessimistic about it? Right now, we're in a period of transition from pandemic times to whatever is coming next. And a lot of artists are having a real hard time, largely because many of them have had to make up dates that were canceled during the pandemic, and they had to play those dates based on contracts that were signed before the pandemic. Before inflation. Before inflation. So a lot of these artists are going out on tour, getting paid what they would have been paid in 2019, and coming home terribly, terribly in debt. Well, you used a great example last night. You're not just talking about little bar bands or even mid-level bands. You're talking, well, Shirley Manson and Garbage was the example you used. Yeah, there are a lot of big-name artists that are thinking, we can't do this anymore. I mean, Lord, for example came out uh, with a statement just the, the other day saying that touring is just not viable anymore. We have to go out and play because that's really our only source of income. But costs have gone up so high 
that we have to play so many more shows that physically and mentally we're breaking down. So I think what we're going to see, my my maybe it's happening already, is that everybody used to go to Vegas and do a residency. I think there's going to be residencies all over the world. You're going to see bands setting up shop for two months in New York, for two months in Toronto or whatever, and everybody, because the real expense is moving that show around. There, I was at a conference in Singapore in September, and it was all about Web3 and the metaverse. Uh-huh. And that's exactly what they were talking about. And the example they gave was BTS, the K-pop band. So they played a stadium show in Seoul in front of 80,000 people. But they had over a million people joining in online virtually. Now, if this continues, you can have an artist who would set up in a place like, say, Vegas or New York or London or wherever else uh, in a small venue... People who want to see them live pay through the nose, but then everybody else will join in virtually for a dollar or five dollars or ten dollars. So that can mean a lot of money for the artist. And it can also make it easier to tour because touring is is exhausting, it's expensive, and it's not environmentally friendly. Yeah. So if you can set up in one place uh, and and have all the people come to you, that's that's better especially if a lot of them are going to be coming virtually. There is a new venue coming up in Las Vegas called the M, uh, the Madison Square Garden Sphere, the MSG Sphere. It's going to open in 2023, probably in September. It's 2.4 billion US dollars. I've seen it under construction. And the first residency there will be YouTube. That will be the one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we'll see exactly how it goes because that's going to be super high tech. And we'll see exactly how much money the artists can make and how many fans can be serviced. You're listening to the Garden Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Okay, can we play that other game now that I talked about at 6 o'clock this morning? This one's music related. Okay. Oh, right. You so, might, oh, I don't know. He might get this if he's been reading music news this morning. He probably, yeah. So, um, mm. okay. So it's a, a band released a Christmas song. I played it this morning. Garner said he would never have guessed what band this was. Do you know who this is? Christmas carols by candlelight. Please come home for Christmas. Please come home for Christmas. The, the please part should give it away. I would never get this. I'm when I get home on Monday, I'm going to be putting together my annual ongoing history Christmas show. So I should know about this, but I, I, who is that? That would be the offspring. You're kidding. Yeah. You can hear Dexter Holland. <laughs> when he goes, can we? Carols. Yeah, that's Dexter Holland. Do the part where he goes, please. Yeah, do the please part so I can hear it. Uh, please come okay, home all right. for Christmas. I would never get that. <laughs> It's uh, it's not a good song. It's not a good scene. I don't Whoa. understand why these bands try to do their own version of classics. Yeah, it just doesn't work. And a band like The Offspring shouldn't be a balladeer band. No, they have a very the sound works for the music they make. Venturing outside of that lane, it gets a little dicey. It, you can get it, it's with Christmas music. You can it's a lot of hit or miss, and yeah. a, there are a lot of misses. But what you want to do is get a Christmas song out there so it gets played every single year. So in January, you get another royalty check. And you want to have it so that it's a public domain song so that you're not sharing the royalties with anybody. Who does... um uh, Joel the Lump of Coal. That's uh, Killers, Oh, right? the Killers yeah, did only a apps. Christmas song like every year. Every for year. For but f- it's always original, right? Yes. Yeah, they don't do covers. I don't know. That's kind of cool. I like it when people invent new Christmas songs. There's always somebody who comes out at this time of year that you uh, that releases a Christmas song or album 
that they would have had to record in July. Oh, I know. That'd be weird. Uh, that you don't expect. I remember one year, um, Rob Halford of Judas Priest released a Christmas album, and it was very traditional. You would Your parents could listen to it. Your grandparents could but listen to it. But is he doing the Rob Halford no. Judas Priest voice, or is he kind of crooning? He's doing the crooning thing. Wow. There's a Scott Weiland Christmas album. Same thing. Huh. It just doesn't really... I'm sounding like Scrooge now. Uh, hey, when does the ongoing History of New Music Christmas show come out? Uh, the last weekend before Christmas. Okay. I was hoping you'd say April. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. The talk last night at Festival Place in Sherwood Park, it was fantastic. I loved it. I loved the weird, the oddball music facts. Like, I know it's kind of a, it's hard to get into a short amount of time, but the one where you were talking about the height of your parents could predict what kind of musical taste you'll have in the future? Yes. Like, so, that is insane. If you had a short mum, mum had little legs, mum would have to walk very quickly, carrying you around the house or pushing you in the stroller, and you would have picked up on that. So later in life, chances are, you would have developed a, a liking for music with a greater tempo. Yeah. Conversely, if you had a parent with long legs, who had a long, loping, sort of slow style of walking to cover the same amount of ground you may grow up to enjoy music that's slightly slower paced. That, to me, is so weird, and it kind of makes sense. It kind of, those dots do kind of connect? Yeah. This is science. Oh, man. Uh, I, don't, I don't like it. A couple of people that were in the crowd last night, and I, re- I remember you starting to talk about it, but they've reminded us here this morning, is t- TikTok. You were going right. to talk about TikTok. TikTok is a monster. It is this tech unicorn that is basically taking over online. It's much more, it's, I I can't explain how big TikTok is is becoming. The company that owns TikTok is a Chinese outfit called ByteDance. ByteDance owns a streaming music service called Reso, and Reso is in India, Indonesia, and Brazil. When you're on TikTok now and you hear one of these viral songs in a video, you have to leave TikTok to go to Spotify or Apple Music, whatever, to hear the whole song. What TikTok plans to do, and they filed for patents and permissions and they're negotiating out with the record labels, is to roll out Reso as a TikTok streaming music service. So if you're watching a video on TikTok and you see a song or hear a song that you want to hear the whole thing, you won't have to leave TikTok anymore. Oh. You'll just go right to Reso or it's going to be called TikTok music and you'll stay completely within the app. And that is going to be a huge blow to the other streaming music services because TikTok is such a monster right now. The yeah, problem is that TikTok doesn't want to pay the royalties that the record industry wants. So it's going to be even less. Uh, no, there is going to, the, the music industry always holds the cards when it comes to permissions. Okay. So if TikTok wants to do this, they'll pay whatever they're told to pay. Okay. It, you're right. It is uh, becoming a huge monster. We actually saw that story over the course of the pandemic of Mother Mother. Who caught on on TikTok with a, and a song from 2008? Oh, Hayloft, yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, Rolling Stone is doing a story on Mother Mother and their sudden boom in popularity in the United States because of TikTok. I think that song, Mother Mother, I think was number two or number three in terms of rock songs in the world last year via TikTok. It was that big. It was huge. Wow. Absolutely huge. Wow. Someone actually had a, it's kind of an interesting question. Um, I guess we'll have to be quick, but there has been a growing trend of more bands and artists selling their licenses, and they say, do you think other bands 
Do you think it'll be a continuing trend? Oh, yes. It will be for a while. What we, oh, God, this is complicated. So, this was one of the big ones last yes. night. So, what's happening is you have a number of these large companies like Hypnosis and Primary Wave and a bunch of them buying the catalogs, the rights to the publishing rights to artists like Bruce Springsteen and Bob Dylan and, and so many others. Uh, and what happens is you get all your royalties for many years up front. So you can use that money as you see fit. If you're in your 70s, like Bruce Springsteen, and Sony Music comes along and says, here's $550 million for all your songs, uh, and you can enjoy that $550 million for the rest of your life without having to wait for that money, you're going to do it. Um, this was a good move when interest rates were low. Now that interest rates are higher, and you have these companies having to borrow huge sums of money to buy these catalogs, it may not be as great a deal as it once was, but... The genie is out of the bottle, and we will continue to see these things. Well, and to sum it up, I think real quickly, too, is the you talked about this last night, is the fact that they're spending huge amounts of money on the Springsteen catalog, the Bob Dylan catalog, whoever, Red Hot Chili Peppers. The companies are now going to be focused on earning that money back instead of focusing on developing new music. Right, so we're going to see a increased interest in promoting older songs. Yeah. Just so these people can get their money back. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Bryce, I want to give you... I don't praise you as often as I should. But Go on. <laughs> yesterday, that was a truly great moment. It was a great in- achievement in phoning it in. Oh, yeah. Like, this is spectacular. When you told me the story this morning, it's like, I want to... If I wasn't alone here... Uh, other people would have come out of their offices. We would have hoisted you into the air. It would have been a, a slow clap moment as we carried you down the hallway and bought you anything you wanted from the vending machine. You took a zo- you had a Zoom meeting. Yeah, there was some. I'm going to be honest with you, some boring corporate legal thing, stuff, yeah. legal thing that, and you had to do it, but I didn't. Yeah. Okay. Weird. And uh, so I had to sit through it, and it was one of these things. Like it was being run coast to coast. There was a couple hundred people on this call mm-hmm. from the radio division, TV, print, like all of these things. And uh, so I wasn't going to participate in the meeting. I was just an observer. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to multitask. And so I turned on the meeting, turned off my camera, turned off the microphone, popped in the headphones, and uh, did a Peloton class. <laughs> Wow. Well, listening. What what would you have done, though, if you're climbing up that hill and you're standing on your pedals and all of a sudden they throw to you? You know what? It was a particularly hard Peloton class. It was yeah. a tough workout. And I was getting a little aggravated with the instructor being like, I need a rest. She yeah. wasn't giving any rests. Oh. And so I'm sitting there kind of cursing her name and then going like, oh, my God. Then having to double check to make sure my mic was indeed turned off. Wow. So anyway, Bryce Kelly, a truly great moment in uh, phoning it in. Great achievements in phoning it in. You're going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Here's your slow clap moment, Bryce Kelly. I'm sure the head honchos in Toronto are pleased to hear of my accomplishment. Oh my God, do you think they actually listen to this? Like you see here, when you want to avoid defamation, this is what you... And I'm just there huffing and puffing my way up a mountainside. Okay. Do you think there's a possibility they might be listening? Probably not. Hmm. Uh, Knowing... Our standing in the company? Yeah. Probably not. Um, oh, we were talking about low stakes addiction for the past couple of days. Do you want to hear one that's a little bit gross? Always. There's only one gross sentence in this, and it's it's not like gory, gruesome. It's just gross, gross. Okay. I'll, I'll go over it real fast. 
Good morning. My low stakes addiction. I pull the sleep out of my eyes. I start on the inside of my eye, then pull towards the outside of my eye, pulling a string of eye snot from my eye. It's crazy tickling sensation. Have a good day. I have to go and pick my eyes. Louie. Ooh, addicted to removing the sleep from your eyes. Mm-hmm. Huh. Want to hear something really gross? Oh. So dogs get sleep in their eyes, and oh, everyone has God. to pick the sleep out of your dog's eyes. The only way I've been able to do it so that my dog, you know, lets me do it is that uh, he eats it after. I have to go home now. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's too much. Dogs are gross. I wish you would have blown that by me backstage. Dogs are gross. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. I did not enjoy hearing that story. Well, let me recap. It no. And it's so bad, as a matter of fact, that I got a message from my beautiful bride right after you told that story, who I didn't even think she would be up by now. I didn't think she even listened to this show. And it just said, by the way... It's sealed. We're never getting a dog after Bryce's story. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. (laughs) Congratulations, Bryce. I've now denied your house happiness. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people did text and say their dog does the same thing. So I'm not Mm. alone. I'm not a freak. Anyway, why don't you just start your own podcast where you tell disgusting dog stories? Because I'm sure other dog owners who have the same disgusting stories would probably appreciate that. Yeah, just wait till I tell you what happens when they eat like floss or something oh like that. Oh my God. Well, did I tell the story on... Remember I told the story about my friend Mike that lives in Los Angeles? The uh, Did oh. I tell that in the podcast or was that on this show? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, that was in the podcast. That was a great story. I'll try and clean it up, though. So he was, um, these are our friends, Jackie and Mike. They live in LA. And when we were down there in August, he told me the story of he was out walking their dog one day. I don't know where they were, up in the hills somewhere. There's nobody around. And then he sees this woman crouched down. She's holding a baby in one arm and she's trying to deal with her arm with the, deal with her dog with the other arm. And my friend Mike just, he the way he tells it, he's like, oh my God, I saw this beautiful woman and she was struggling with her baby and her dog. So I walked over and I just said something like, oh, it looks like you're having a great day. And she turned and looked at him and said, I'm having a effing horrible day. The dog had eaten a piece of rope and it was... Let's just say it doesn't always come out uh, so smooth. So they need she, a helping hand. She was trying to deal with that. And the woman trying to deal with the piece of rope was none other than Oscar Award winner, Harvard graduate, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. One of the most beautiful people on this planet. (laughs) God, I love that story. Squatting in public, pulling rope out of uh, the business end of a dog. And you know what? It sounded like this. (laughs) Third pull, though. Okay, that's disgusting. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast stay in the dumpster behind the building in the rail yard. Classy.